Welcome to Falling for Jesus. I'm Isabel. Every week at Falling for Jesus, we will be diving into a chapter of Scripture and breaking down the Bible to learn more of our God and falling in love with Jesus. For points of reference, I will be reading the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Join me in using your Bible or click to the YouTube link where the podcast will be posted with follow-along text to read the word as we go along. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of being able to have another chance to dive into your word today. Teach us through your word. Give us new life through your word. And guide us through your words, Lord. Because your words are everlasting life. And may your word renew my spirit in all occasions. And let's pray the prayer Jesus taught us to our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Welcome all to another episode of Falling for Jesus. We are going to be talking about Genesis 13 today. Last week, we talked about being called by God. We talked about what happens when we walk in fear and make a mess of things and how even though we fall, Jesus will guide us as we get back up again. In chapter 13, we see Abraham, well, Abram, going back to his original state of being, which is worshiping the Lord. In this chapter, we learn how Abram and Lot separate and they don't separate in the discourse they're able to do so amicably so let's dive into this word and see what God is teaching us through this chapter and it goes like this Abram and Lot separate. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel, and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built the altar, and there he worshiped the Lord again. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the lands could not support both Abram and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, 
then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zor. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Saddam and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tent to a place near Saddam and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen, amen. And thank you very much, Lord, for that reading for today. This reading made me think Many times in life, a situation of sorts may arise where a separation happens. It could be any kind of separation. It could be with your significant other, family, friends, etc. The list could go on and on and on. In Genesis chapter 13, verses 6 to 7, it says, But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. The verse is breaking down how the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living together. And this simply happened because back then that's how people lived. They lived off of the land and naturally so the land could not produce for that many people as quickly as they wanted to. So the disputes begin to break out. I remember the saying from like movies. It's like, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. And you may remember that from any Western movie you've seen. It's like the staple dual line or the other forms of this phrase I've heard when people have disagreements is, there isn't room for the two of us here anymore. Or the, we both can't be in the same space anymore and usually the phrase comes about when people have arguments between each other or simply grow apart i remember being in high school and my wise drama teacher told me isabel life is like a train some people will get on for the whole ride and others get on for one stop and get off on the other one no matter who gets on or who gets off your life will have to continue to its final destination in life i feel like i haven't handled these separation situations accordingly. So let's see what Abram and Lot did. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. Abram and Lot choose not to allow this conflict to come between them. So they acknowledge 
this, yes, this town ain't big enough for the both of us, but we will not let this dispute affect our relationship because we are family. Sometimes in life, you need to love people from far away simply because both parties are growing in different directions. Also, the conflict was between their herdsmen. I'm sure Abram and Lot would hear all the tea of how they fought between each other and Abram decides wisely in how to resolve it and one he tells Lot hey let's stop having this conflict and two I am sending you off with a gift who doesn't like to be sent off with a gift I know I do so he tells Lot choose whatever land you want if you go to the left I'll go to the right if you go to the right I'll go to the left Abram must have concluded hey there's land everywhere for the Lord created it in abundance for us. Now we are not going to sit here and act like there ain't no solution to this problem. So you go there and I'll go here. And when we cross paths again, all there will be to receive you with is love. This is of utmost of sorry this is of utmost importance because how many times have we sat there and allowed disputes and conflicts escalate unnecessarily to the point where it ruins our relationships because we want to be righteous and not reconciled Sometimes what's to do is to let go and let God. Because in life, there comes a time where you simply outgrow people. You become interested in different things and ways of living that you then realize. If this relationship of whatever kind is constantly bringing conflict, then what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Because the more conflict there is, there is, the more it brings out a side of me that hates my neighbor, that holds grudges, that does not forgive 70 times 7 times like Jesus asks me to. And I love that phrasing in Genesis 13 verse 8. It says, let's not allow. I remember doing a poem for a monologue. I forgot the whole monologue, yet I remember two lines and it goes like this. Life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. In this passage, we see how Abram reacts to this conflict amicably, which challenges us to ask ourselves, what is the reaction to the action that is presented to us in our lives? Am I angry because of something that actively happens right now? Or am I angry at some past hurt that I have allowed to grow into my heart? It becomes a battle of, will I want to invest in all that hurt and carry that along with me everywhere? Or will I rather let the situation go and let you go on your terms, pray for you, and encourage that God bid you well? Because right now, wherever we are at is, I don't want to keep unleashing all these fights anymore. It it's exhausting. Jesus forgives us and gives us a new slate. I remember going to confession and the priest told me, Jesus forgives us because he loves us and sees the integrity of who we are. And knowing deeply who we are, he knows that with being guided by his loving grace and the fire of his Holy Spirit, we will become more and more like he is in being driven by love instead of conflict. Something I think a lot about is Jesus being up on the cross. Jesus, being God-made man, could have done many things in the cross. He could have stopped what was being done to him. He could have called a legion of angels to come to his rescue and to rescue him from all that pain he was suffering. Instead, in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And in many things, 
And in many ways, we know not what we do when we are allowing conflict to grow between our brothers and sisters in Christ and allowing ourselves to be ruled by the seed of our anger. For it says in Psalms chapter 37, verse 8, Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. In Abram not allowing to let conflict overrule his relationship with Lot, we see how being amicable and loving each other enables us to further grow. Abram and how he treats Lot helps him grow as well. Lot is Abram's nephew, and in this reading we see how Lot and Abram both had simultaneously been growing in wealth and abundance. We can see that in Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. And then in the same chapter verse 5 it says, Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy, with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. If Abram does not give the suggestion to Lot for him to leave, what would have happened? If Lot does not leave the grounds, their source of food would not produce for them, meaning their animals would starve, they would starve, and shrivel up into raisins and die. Abram letting Lot leave is also giving him the space, literally and mentally, to grow. The more land Lot acquires, the more his animals and pe- will produce, the more his um, agriculture will also produce and people will grow because he'll be able to provide sustenance for any offspring that are also born into his clan. In summation, be around people that will allow you to grow. And when it comes time to part, they will want to bless your journey instead of tie you down and drown you in their own chaos. Now, in Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 18, After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. This teaches us a lesson in how to walk. When we walk with the Lord, we walk in the abundance of hope. In that abundance, we walk with our heads high, knowing that God has provided and will continue to provide. And with that mindset, we begin to understand that all the chess pieces in our lives are only there because God has allowed it to be so. So when God telling Abram, Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. I envision Abram seeing the land and just feeling in awe of the glory of God by what he has created and humbled by his love and grateful that the Lord is providing. This reminds me of Genesis 1, when God created the earth for us, as we too should walk around this land with the gratitude and knowing It's an honor to say, my heavenly father created all this land for us. In Hebrew, there's a name for God. It's El Shaddai. It means God Almighty. My God Almighty has created this for me. This big word is a sight of what God can do. And because he can do that, I shall walk with confidence on this land. For God is ever with me and always at my side. And this week, in walking with Jesus, I challenge you 
Don't compare what you do have to what you don't have in your relationships with other people. Lot and Abram both had, and they were still gaining more things and gaining more things by the grace of God, and they weren't jealous of what each, the, each or the other had or didn't have. But they instead said, I love you, my brother. May peace be with you. So find those instances in your life where instead of choosing to be righteous, choose to be reconciled, choose to love. Now for the closing prayer, we will say the prayer by Thomas Merton again that we had said previously last week. And it goes like this. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire, and I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Thank you for joining me this week on Falling for Jesus. Subscribe to the podcast, YouTube page, and follow us on Instagram to be updated for more. Links will be posted on the description box. God bless and keep on falling for Jesus.